When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to stay connected to Boston Sports 98.5, thesportshub.com. Cook in the backfield for Cousins, takes the snap, and he's thrown by Uche. Oh. On a loop, he charges up the middle, and he gets to the quarterback with another sack for the Patriot linebacker. That's his fifth in nine games this season. And he was your defender of the game for the Patriots and what was an unfortunate loss and what felt like a winnable game for them tonight in Minnesota, 33-26, the final. Defender of the game presented by 128 Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electric. The company that defends your home from any plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical issues. If your home needs defending, visit call128.com. Again, Josh Uche, your defender of the game. Welcome back, Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, now joined by Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. So the Patriots lose this game in Minnesota. It was a winnable game, Greg, and there's obviously a ton to talk about with it. But I'll start with the defense because, to me, like when we open up the show tonight, that, to me, is the most surprising thing because I thought they were going to tee off on Kirk Cousins tonight based on you know, the the prior game Minnesota played against Dallas where they get seven sacks against Kirk Cousins and Matthew Judon comes in, 13 and a half sacks. I thought there was going to be pressure and there was like little to none tonight. Was that by design, something schematically that the, you know, that was going on up front? Like I, I was really surprised by that one sack on Kirk Cousins tonight. Yeah, I mean, good question. I don't know exactly the reason for it. I do think the Vikings after what they went through the week before against Dallas giving up seven sacks I think they they really put a lot into helping the tackles especially the the left tackle um the Blake kid who was just he's not good at all and uh, I think they as as good offensive coordinators do like you can't just do the same thing every time in turn of pass protection and I thought Kevin O'Connell did a great job of sort of you know mixing things they booted a lot they'd you know, they'd help with the back. Sometimes they'd leave a tight end in. Like, I thought they did a really nice job there. And I do think – I totally agree with you. Like, coming into this game, I thought the Patriots were going to just win the game with their pass rush alone. And I think that looking at the way the Patriots played this, the way they played Jefferson, I think they thought the same thing. I think they they were like, well, you know, we don't have to – go nuts about Jefferson because we're, we're going to own them up front and Cousins isn't going to have enough time. And, you know, we're going to sit back in zone because we're going to get pressure. And when you pressure Kirk Cousins, like, you know, he did it on his one interception, he has a habit of just throwing the ball down the field, which he did. And that just did not come to fruition in this game. And that was the most shocking thing for me, that the Patriots were not able to generate a consistent pass rush on Kirk Cousins and get him into trouble. That, that was stunning to me. Uh, Greg, just the red zone defense, very good in the first half, uh, not so great in the second half. What did the Vikings do, and what happened on that Thielen touchdown? Did Mills just miss the ball or overplay it, or was it a, a good throw by Cousins? So the way I saw that Thielen play, and again, I, I was just looking at it you know, closely on the replay, uh, I thought the Patriots had a really nice call on, which is I think they expected – uh, sort of crossing routes there. And basically, I think the way uh, the way the rest of the secondary reacted, I think that Jones was supposed to basically, if, he, if, if Jefferson goes inside, I think he was supposed to turn him loose and then help Mills, uh, you know, possibly on, uh, you know, the other crossing route, when, which ended up being Thielen there. Uh, and, you know, that didn't happen. I don't think uh, Jalen Mills is supposed to be one-on-one you know, across the field in that situation. You don't normally see that. But again, that's another case where you can only make that play if you have time. Like, you don't expect two receivers, and basically it was a two-man route, for those guys to go from one side of the formation to the other at the five-yard line and have time to do that. Yet the Patriots, you know, allowed that there. And so I think it was a little bit coverage, a little bit pass rush, and – um yeah, I thought, you know, one of the big differences in the game was that the Vikings were 3 of 5 in the red zone and the Patriots were 0 for 3. And, you know, that's a lot of points exchanging ha- hands there and uh, you know, sort of makes you remember a little bit about, 
you know, last year where, uh, you know, the red zone at the end of the year, the red zone defense wasn't great. They couldn't hold teams to field goals. And, you know, the offense just wasn't good enough when, you know, they really needed to be. Yeah, so as far as their 0 for 3 in the red zone, what is, I mean, obviously, look, the Hunter Henry thing we'll get to, but outside of that, was it play calling? Was it the O-line? Because I thought the O-line was good until it wasn't at the end. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought the I thought the O-line was excellent. I didn't, I didn't expect them to have much problems in this game. I mean, I thought... Uh, Zadarius Smith that Trent Brown would mostly handle him and he did until he decided to cut block on a play I don't know why what, he was what, cut blocking. what was that that was brutal I don't know I mean normally you only see a cut block on you know quick sort of routes and that wasn't that play so obviously Trent thought he was he was blocking for another play that's just a a miscue that can't happen it's a play it's you know Mac Jones isn't expecting pressure in that short of amount of time uh, you know, the Patriots in the red zone, we'll have to go back and look at it. But, you know, I, I just, I, I don't like a lot of their, you know, shotgun stuff once they get down there. I wish they were under center a little bit more. I thought the play action game was working really well, but it seems like Matt Patricia only likes to use those between the thirties. And then once he gets inside, uh, you know, he loves those swing routes to the running backs and, uh, you know, I, it's just to me, their red zone woes were, were just a continuation of where they've been all year where it's like, you know, are you going to look for Hunter Henry, you know, more often? Are you going to, you know, challenge the middle of the field or are you just, you know, you're so afraid that you're just like, no, we just want to throw short stuff in the flat. I just, I don't like any of their red zone stuff. And oh, go ahead, Joe. I was just going to ask just quickly about the special teams. Um, Cam Accord is just, he's back. Uh, there, there was there was multiple. I, I, have you ever seen? Has Pierre Strong been on the outside there all all year? Was that an adjustment they've made I, of late? I have seen him there um, at times. Um, you know, I don't know why he was there that specific time. I remember in in camp towards the end of camp when you're like, all right, who are they keeping? Who are they not keeping? I know they were trying to make him uh, a special teamer, even though he doesn't really have that kind of build. And he has been there on some of you know punt block stuff, but. Uh, you know, the kickoff return just can't happen. You know, I'm sure a lot of people want the holding call, and it could have been flagged there, just like Mac Wilson could have been flagged for a block in the back the week before, and it, and it wasn't called. And and But still, you know, that's no excuse. The Vikings were one of the worst special teams units in the league coming into this game, and that, that was another stunning thing about this game, that, you know, Joseph missed an extra point, which he's prone to do, but, you know, Pilardi didn't punt well. He had one big punt, but other than that, he averaged around like 33 yards of punt on the other two punts. Uh, you had the, the kickoff return for a touchdown, which was just a killer. It just can't happen. I mean, uh, Tony Dungy was exactly right on the broadcast that, um, that Kyle Duggar can't allow himself to be held, or at least, you know, you got to make it look good. You got to sell it good, you know, if you want to get a flag and, uh, and also the Pierre Strong penalty, which was just huge. I mean, you know, that extended the drive and the Vikings went down and scored the game winning, you know, touchdown. Um, it, it just, it, it, the way the Patriots failed in sort of the margins tonight was just absolutely stunning. And to me, and it was all three phases where they came up short. And to me, that's why they lost this game. And that running into the kicker, Greg, I don't even remember because it was like fourth and a million for the Jets. They had one of those last week, too. You know, it didn't cost them because it only cost them the five. It wasn't a mm-hmm. 15, but it's like, How's this still happening? But, uh, you know, the Cam Accord's still here, like Joe said, and it's two years running now where it's a lot of sloppiness on special teams. We'll get to the Hunter Henry thing when we come back. Uh, we'll mix in some of your phone calls with Greg as well because we have the uh, the pool report as uh, Vice President of Officiating Wild Anderson had to answer for what happened there with that Hunter Henry touchdown, which wasn't a touchdown. So we'll get to that. Along with your phone calls with Greg Bedard coming up here on the Sean's Patriots postgame show as the Patriots fall to the Minnesota Vikings tonight, 33-26. That's all coming up on the Safety Insurance, 98.5 Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. Moya Moya disease is a common cause of stroke in children. This season, for every New England first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. The first downs to fight Moya Moya is generously supported by Hanscom Federal Credit Union and Merrimack Valley Credit Union. For pain or instability in any joint, do what I did and call Dr. Franke of Boston Prolotherapy, an honest and expert evaluation at 1-833-GO-PROLO. 
Hi, I'm David Andrews, New England football captain and Roach Brothers shopper. My family and I choose Roach Brothers for the highest quality produce delivered to the store every day and an on-site butcher so I can get a premium meat cut to order for my smokers and grill and a wide selection of game day food like their wing bar. Plus, their great Roach Brothers products like Roach Brothers Moose Tracks ice cream. So stop by your local Roach Brothers for everything you need for your game day spread. Football, food, and fun at Roach Brothers. Get the Wendy's $3 breakfast deal in three easy steps. One, choose a bacon or sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant. Two, add a small seasoned potatoes. And three, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only. Participate in U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select a request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for a la carte combos orders. GP makes global possible. Hi, I'm Bruce Sambrovich, VP of Talent Acquisition at Drift. When we decided to expand our engineering team into Guadalajara, GP was our first call. Their responsive customer service and cutting-edge platform makes them a true growth partner. With the industry-leading global employment platform, GP makes it easy to find, hire, and build great teams anywhere in the world in days instead of months. GP, global made possible. Visit g-p.com. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold, cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hi, I'm New England Patriots Captain David Andrews. Being a captain means showing up, being dependable, and working hard. Those are values the Win Waste Innovations team know well. Win Waste Innovations is the official waste and recycling partner of Gillette Stadium and the New England Patriots. They handle all our waste and recycling needs, and they incorporate sustainability at every step. That means performance for us and performance for the planet. Win Waste offers a wide range of waste and recycling solutions for your home and your business. Visit win-waste.com or call 866-WIN-WASTE to get Win Waste on your team today. You just heard the word cancer. Suddenly, you want the best that medicine has to offer. At Mass General Cancer Center, we're here for you with the latest treatments and technologies matched with compassionate care and specialists who are experienced in the cancer you have. There's one thing you can count on if you hear the word cancer. Our experts are ready. Learn more at massgeneral.org slash cancer. Hey guys, it's Teddy Johnson, and at Sports Hub Blisters, I'm sure you're all aware I take good care of my body. It matters to me. And any exercise routine, medication, or medical procedure impacts our overall well-being, which shouldn't be taken lightly. For example, when I had pain in my elbow and back, I researched my options in cortisone injections, experimental procedures, surgery, prolotherapy, everything was on the table. After speaking with Dr. Franke, though, of Boston Prolotherapy, my mind was made up. And after just a short course of treatments, my elbow was healed and my back felt like I was 20 again. I chose Dr. Franke because he's performed thousands of injections with a proven success record. And the price, it was inexpensive. Better health doesn't have to cost thousands of dollars, but living pain-free is priceless. If you have joint pain, call Dr. Franke at Boston Prolotherapy for a complimentary consultation. 1-833-GO-PROLO. That's 1-833-GO-PROLO online at bostonprolotherapy.com. Hey, it's Maz for Boston Growth Partners, and we've all been impacted by the pandemic. If you're a business executive or owner with five or more employees, you could be eligible for the Employee Retention Tax Credit, which could be worth up to $26,000 per employee. In fact, there are multiple businesses in my town that benefited from this, including one of our restaurants of choice. Boston Growth Partners is now offering a free consultation where they can estimate the size of your potential claim. You really have nothing to lose. Go to bostonrefunds.com. Again, that's bostonrefunds.com to make an appointment and learn more. Charging your vehicle at home is one of the perks of electric vehicle ownership. It costs half the price of gasoline, and you got a full tank every morning. Standard chargers take up to 12 hours to deliver a full charge. That's where Boston EVC comes in. A charging station from Boston EVC will charge your vehicle five times faster. Boston EVC installs residential and commercial charging stations, providing safe, efficient, and reliable energy to your home or business. Visit bostonevc.com to get a quote and discover rebates that return 60% of your upfront cost. That's bostonevc.com. Boston EVC, the electric vehicle charger. Charging experts. Toucher and Rich Mornings on the Sports Hub. 
Waste eye snap for Jones. Back in the pocket. Fires it left. Catch by Got Henry. It. Comes down on the goal line. Touchdown, Patriots. Matt Jones is on fire. Alex Kemp, the referee. It's a way to counter, man. Looking on. Folk is waiting for his cue. Great Kemp control. awaiting word from the replay booth. After review, the pass is incomplete. Oh, my oh God. God. you got to be. You people. This damn league and their rulings. You can't have more crystal clear indication of the fingers under the ball. Did the ball come up? Yes. The ground didn't force the ball. It never touched the ground. You know, even if they didn't call it a touchdown, it should have been a first down and at the one. Regardless, New England converted 17 first downs today, and with every first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya disease as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. That's the letters, cukidsatheart.org. Welcome back, Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com with us. Before I read the pool report, what are your thoughts on this touchdown that didn't end up being a touchdown from Hunter Henry? Um, I thought the call could have went either way. I mean, you know, the the ref on the NBC telecast seemed to be very adamant immediately that it was an incomplete pass. I mean, who am I to argue? I mean, I saw, you know, the – there, the ball went to the ground. The ball touched the ground. It bobbled. You know, I've seen that called different ways. I mean, between that and also the Mac Jones, you know, illegal hands to the face. I just the the frustrating part is the lack of consistency in the NFL. Like, you know, you sh- it, it's unfortunate, and I don't know the you know how you change this, but you should be able to look at a play and know right away one way or the other. Yet week after week, you see different calls in different games, and I think. I think that's the the most frustrating part of it. But I I did not have a problem with the call. I didn't think it was egregious. Um, But, you know, if people disagree, I understand that as well. If nothing else, Greg, it's just, and I said this to Joe earlier, it's crazy to me that we're going on, like, basically a decade of this. I mean, that Des Bryant thing was 2014, 13, whatever it is, that that we're still, we don't know what a catch is because – I'm with you. It's like your gut, real time. Like, what's it show you? And the longer you're going to look at the replay, and this was the thing, they were looking in that replay, and it was taking a long time. And the longer it takes, the more you're sitting there and like, well, maybe. Well, let's look at the minutia of this. Oh, did it actually kind of get? Well, yeah, we're going to say overturned. And the longer you're looking at it, the more you're going to, more time you're going to have to find something that shows it's a little bit off. But I'm sorry, like bang, bang in real time. Just show it in real time. Don't slow it down. That's a touchdown. That to me is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, you know, sometimes you see those calls in their touchdowns. Sometimes you see they're incomplete. Um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's an imperfect game. We don't have robot officials. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to solve it. Yeah, I'm just reading here from Walt Anderson. The meat of this, he's uh, asked by uh, Mike Reese, PFWA pool reporter. We don't have sound of this because you can't record it. But he says, uh, Anderson... Because the question is, can you explain why he wasn't granted possession before the ball hit the ground? Because as he's going to the ground, says Anderson, he has to maintain control of the ball upon contacting the ground. Uh, The term that's commonly used is surviving the ground. A lot of people refer to that. So as he's going to the ground, he has the elements of two feet and control. But because he's going to the ground, he has to maintain control of the ball when he does go to the ground. And it's just uh, that to me, like, it's really never conclusive that you see anything touch the ground. It's crazy. It just, again, overall, and Joe, I don't know if you feel like this. It's just that we're still doing this, like, eight years in. It's crazy. My only issue is, is that if the call on the field was touchdown, what did they see? You know, did they say it was the butt? And I I guess I'll follow up with this one, Greg. Um the, the, you mentioned the Mac Jones grab of the mask. Uh, Tarico did say on the uh, broadcast tonight, a pull and a grab and a twist should have been a flag. There has been discussions about reviewing those type of penalties. Do you think that's something that will be discussed and could eventually happen? Uh, it will be discussed. Um, a lot of times at the owners' meetings, those don't make it out of sort of the competition committee. Um, you know, they're... they're for for whatever reason the coaches aren't you know on board with that or you know they they just think it's it's too much of a judgment call and you know yeah it it could i mean you know look i i on the henry thing i just 
Anderson said he saw the ball hit the ground and then it popped loose. I mean, I saw that on replay. I mean, I, I don't think it was a phantom call or anything like that, but, you know, it definitely gets into – it's a gray area, and unfortunately these rules are have plenty of gray, gray area. Uh, all right, to your calls we go. Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Let's go to Peter in Andover. You're next. Hello, Peter. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I think, like, as a, or I guess encouraged I was in the first half of they were finally moving the ball and we didn't have to watch nine straight punts. I just kind of had these this gut feeling throughout the game that just every little mistake, whether it was Hunter Henry not going out of bounds or Max sliding and taking the sack instead of throwing it away, just like every little thing adding up was eventually going to cost them. And I think bigger picture question I have for you guys is it just seems like ever since Brady walked out the door, it's just had this like trickle down effect across the roster. And I don't know if it's a coaching thing or whatever, but whether it's 12 men on the field or taking a timeout on a first down coming out of a commercial break or you know, running in the kicker, et cetera, et cetera. Like all these things I just feel like rarely ever happened the prior 20 years in this last three years, whether McDaniels is gone or not, or Patricia's calling the plays or not. Like this is just happening across the roster. And I don't know if you guys have any theory on that. Yeah. Like, I don't, and Peter, thanks. I don't think that's like a Brady thing as much of a bobo of Brady. I am like, it's just the whole thing's too loose and it ultimately comes back to bill. And maybe he's too focused on one other area, Greg, that he's not looking at another. Like, what do you think it is? Well, you know, what I would say about that is, I mean, I do think it's Brady related and you look, I'm sure there are people out there who have the stats on this and things like that. But, you know, I would just say this, that like, you know, look, the Brady era, everybody was, you know, spoiled around here and including Belichick and the coaches. I mean, Tom Brady, as great as he was, and it's, you get this with the great quarterbacks, you know, whether it's, you know, Mahomes or whoever, um, they erase a lot of things. I mean, a lot of, right now, this Patriots team, without an all-time great quarterback, every game is a tractor pull, you know, against a good team. Like, you know, whereas, you know, when you had an all-time great, uh, you might win these games going away, and you might have a cushion. You wouldn't, you know, really pay attention to these things. But, you know, and it's no indictment on Mac, because I'm more of a realist that, you know, it'd be great to have a guy like that, but you're not going to you know, it's very rare. You're lucky to have one in your franchise's history. You had yours. And now the Patriots have to win the games. You know, they're a lot tighter. Their tractor pulls. They they have to play well in all three phases. And if they don't do that, more often than not, they're going to come up short. And that's basically what's been going on here since Brady left. Yeah. Um, I, I just have st- – I, I, all night long, all we did – all we got calls on was – uh the refs uh what else the special teams coach i'm just trying to think of what else we've missed so far really to me i just thought that kirk cousins made a great throw to justin jefferson uh that set up the final touchdown at the end of the game and i thought that a mid-tier quarterback in a as jim puts it a ferrari of a wide receiver that really was Somewhat the difference in this game today, where they made a big play late and the Patriots didn't. Yeah. So how much do yeah, they? I, I can. I, I was just going to say I completely agree with you. I mean, I, you know, um, I'm a big sort of, you know, I like the Patriots' approach and Belichick's approach to building a team and, you know, depth and you know have good football players all over the place. But, you know, a game like this is just. I mean, if this doesn't open your eyes to the power uh, that a, an elite talent has on the field and you know not only did you have it at quarterback but you also had it with Gronkowski for a while here at tight end where you know those guys could just take over games themselves and and they make the type of plays that that really at the end of the day determine it I mean you know if you would have asked me coming into the game if Justin Jefferson would have had nine catches for a hundred and what was it, 139 39. yards and a touchdown, I would have been like, you're insane. There's no way Bill Belichick is going to let it. And, you know, while they didn't completely try to shut him down, they didn't double-team him all over the place, they didn't do some of the things, and some of that was on the Vikings the way they aligned him. I mean, they really, 
they really did try to limit him. But a lot of that stuff, not a lot, I would say, you know, two or three plays that ended up swinging in the game was just Justin Jefferson being great. Yeah. And you give Mac Jones Justin Jefferson. You you put Justin Jefferson on the Patriots tonight, and I think the Patriots win that game by a touchdown. And it's just that's what an elite talent can do. And, you know, it really opened my eyes. I don't know if it opened other people's eyes to that. All right, well. more with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal coming up after the headlines with Joe Murray. First, though, we need to pause. Ten seconds for station identification here in the Safety Insurance 98.5 of Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. The home of the Celtics, Bruins, Rams, and Patriots. Boston's home for sports is 98.5 the Sports Hub Headlines. Patriots lose to Minnesota tonight, 33-26. to Mac Jones, 382 yards in the air, two touchdowns, one to Hunter Henry, the other to Nelson Aguilar, but it was Kirk Cousins, his three touchdown passes, one of them to Justin Jefferson and his nine catches. 139 yards were the difference. It's bad news for the Patriots, though Damian Harris seen wearing crutches in the locker room. Jacoby Myers was injured, uh, injured was on the field on the final play of the game. He's dealing with... Shoulder injury. Patriots off. They'll play Buffalo next week. Buffalo did play today. They got the win over the Lions, twenty-eight to twenty-five. And the Cowboys they take down the Giants, twenty-eight to twenty. Headlines. They are driven by the new all-wheel drive twenty twenty-three Honda HRV. Head to your local Honda dealer to learn more and see their lineup of twenty twenty-two rugged vehicles. I'm Joe Mari. More post game after this on the Safety Insurance ninety-eight five. The Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. Grocery shopping will never be the same. Thanks to Shaw's Drive Up and Go. Imagine grocery shopping without ever getting out of your car. Just shop online at Shaw's.com. or on the Shaw's Deals and Delivery app, and they'll do the shopping and bagging for you. Then just head to the store, and they'll bring your order right to your car. Plus, you can still earn and redeem your For You grocery rewards. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Convenient delivery options available, too. Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh. Drinking and driving ruins lives. If you or a loved one is struggling with alcohol or drug use, AdCare can help. Your path to recovery begins at AdCare. Call 1-800-ALCOHOL. That's 1-800-ALCOHOL. People who can work from home seem to love it, as do their pets. You know who else loves it? Cyber criminals. Home servers are almost always less secure than those at the office. Protect yourself with cyber coverage from Safety Insurance. It covers data restoration, data recreation, system restoration, and more. Perfect if your current security system isn't getting the job done. Ask an independent agent about Safety Insurance. We'll help you manage life storms, even the cyber kind. It's the Mitsubishi year-end sales event. Get power, safety features, and bold style. Plus an industry-leading 10-year warranty. Check out the all-new Outlander PHEV. Or drive a 2023 Outlander today with a 1.9% APR for 36 months with inventory arriving daily. Let's go to the year-end sales event at your Greater Boston Providence Mitsubishi Retailers. 1.9% APR for 36 months available through Santander Consumer USA. Subject to approved credit and insurance. Not all will qualify. Price terms and availability may vary. May not combine with other offers. See dealer for offer and warranty details. Offer ends 1 through 23. It's football season, and there's no better time to get your 99-cent coffee at Cumberland Farms. You get a great quality cup of coffee for just 99 cents, and it's been that way for over 10 years. So stop paying more at those other places and get over to Cumbies right now for delicious coffee and save lots of dough. Plus applicable tax, prices higher on the Vineyard and Nantucket. The only place to hear the game, a sports hub. Here's Folk for a field goal try from 25. His kick is drilled to the uprights, and he's made another. Nick Folk is now connected from 34, 46, 23. And with that make for the Patriots, he re-gives New England the advantage. All reliable. 25-yard field goal from Nick Folk. Making 26-23 New England at the time. As part of the Apex Cares program, by the way, Apex Entertainment too. Apex Entertainment donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal. Every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. Four field goals by Nick Folk tonight. Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Welcome back. You want to join us? Got a couple open lines at 617-779-0985. Again, wildly entertaining game tonight. Certainly not the finish you're looking for as a Patriots fan. It's a Minnesota upends New England 33-26. to very, very winnable game for the Patriots, but they fall to 6-5. and five. Got Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com with us. Uh, overall, what did you make of the night for Mac Jones? Uh, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, 
including like I really wish Nelson Aguilar would have continued running on that last. Uh, was that the was that the third? Yeah, he down slowed player? down. Yeah, oh, uh, I mean, like yeah, he gets down. to the top of his route. I mean, I think he's probably victim of. Uh, I'm not used to our quarterback having that much time for me to get down the field and actually run the end of my route. So he might not have been used to that, but I thought that was a that was a great throw, exactly where it needed to be in coverage, and Aguilar wasn't there because he stopped his route. Um, but I thought overall, I thought Mac Jones was really good in this game. I'll be interested when I watch the film to sort of see why. Uh, I don't know if it was Patricia's decision or Mac's decision, what and why it seemed like they went away from being aggressive down the field and went to more shorter stuff. And of course, Matt Patricia. Uh, loves running back swing passes like I used to love uh, buffets. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, I just didn't understand that. I thought Mac, I thought he was feeling it. I thought you saw the uh, the benefit of when he has time, when he feels comfortable in the pocket, um, which he clearly wasn't and not of his own doing um, for much of this season, um, how good he can be and how it gives him time to survey things and – and really use his mind and and be decisive and throw the ball well. And I thought the offensive line did a great job with that in this game. I thought they would protect better in this game. I thought it would be a get-right game for guys like Cole Strange, and I think it was. Um, you know, but I you know I do think it wasn't perfect for Mac. I think the Hunter Henry throw one of the reasons why I don't really care all that much about the call. Uh, I thought the throw could have been better. It should it should have been a walk in touchdown and. Jones threw it a little bit behind him. I understand why he did it because he, he was thinking maybe there was trap covers there from the other cornerback. There wasn't. Um, and he, I'm sure people will point out he, he took some of the sacks, blah, blah, blah. I do think there's something I heard Albert Breer talking about this uh, on one of the shows earlier this week about how, you know, when Mac was coming out, he was viewed as being, um, you know, not a great athlete, but an elite maneuver guy in the pocket. Um, able to manipulate the pocket. And I thought we saw a lot of that last year. Um, This year, it's regressed. Now, part of it could have been because of the ankle injury, but I think part of it has to do with, you know, coaching. Is he doing the right drills? Are they doing the things that they're supposed to with the staff to to keep him up on that? But I thought overall, I thought it was a really good day uh, for him and the offense, but they got to figure out this red zone stuff and and you know punching the ball in. It's it's not nearly good enough. Yeah, and just to add to that, do you think they went away from the run because Mac was uh, successful tonight? And just a, another follow up on that, uh, the Vikings were in cover too a lot. Um, yeah, they found Henry over. Run. Yeah, they, it, that's what I was going to say. Like, was that just why, why didn't they run on that? I, I I don't, and I know Henry was open a, a lot over the middle in some of these crossing routes, but I just feel like they could have capitalized on that a little more. I, I I totally agree. I was I was perplexed, you know, looking at halftime. You know, I think they had like seven runs to thirteen passes, and I think it got even worse in the second half when, um, you know, I thought I thought they were doing some good things on the ground. You know, outside of when they're you know running reverses in the red zone for. Um, minus seven yards. I thought the running backs, till Harris got hurt, I thought they were both doing a really nice job. The Harris injury is a concern because, you know, I think he's been really good the past couple weeks when he's gotten an opportunity. Um, yeah, I when you see the two-shell coverage, most of the time you're like either either you run the ball or it's going to be challenging. They, they, You know, you see that with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers a lot, that teams will play too deep shell. And at times, you know, Rodgers – won't want to run the ball. The Packers won't run the ball enough, and and it's a tough throwing day. And maybe that was part of the reason for uh, some of the issues later on in the game, as far as the passing game and Mac shaking checkdowns. But uh, you gotta you gotta be able to run the. I was I think it was Dungey who said it during the game, or Garrett that you know when you see that you got to run the ball well enough to take them out of it, and then it's game on for you as an offense. And I thought they could have done a little bit more of that. Danny and Waltham, you're next here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. It's with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Go ahead, Danny. Yeah, I thought it was a, a wildly entertaining game, uh, unfortunately, the way it ended there. I, I just feel like, you know, with the Vikings this year, they've been kind of a, I don't want to say lucky team, but their record seems a little better than uh, how mm-hmm. close their games have been and their point differential, all of that. But the the problem is that our team isn't isn't really built to withstand some of the self-inflicted mistakes that we had. Um, and kind of on Mac, I, I feel like th- some of the sacks that he takes are pretty 
untimely. Like a lot of that goes on the line, but there are times when we're trying to save clock and you're, it really would be a lot better to get the ball out of bounds, something like that, instead of just going down. Um, and I've seen a few few plays like that, especially tonight. The one itch I want to scratch is not on the refs per se, but when you have a review like that and it's going to commercial, I can't stand it when the analyst uh, seems to change his mind during the commercial break as though, you know, he had an epiphany when it's really just like, no, you're guessing as much as us. Um, but now he knows what the call in the field is going to be, so changes his mind. That's just the itch I got to scratch, but happy Thanksgiving, guys. You too. Thanks, Danny. How about, so on Mac Jones and what he was talking about there, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was right before the end of the first half. There was one. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, he that one he took, it's like, you got to throw that away, dude. Like, uh, And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the player is also partially responsible, but, like again, coaching, like, coach that up. Like, you can fix that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's a situation where an experienced guy like Josh McDaniels, like right before the play call, is like, you know, look, if you don't have anything, just chuck it out of the end zone. And that's sort of his last thought, and that's there. So is he getting that from Matt Patricia and Joe Judge? I I doubt it. Um, and, you know, they might think, well, he needs to know that. And I'm sure there are, you know, some fans out there. And, and I'm not going to disagree with the callers that, that Mac does sometimes take poor sacks. But I also – think you need to understand and keep it in context that this is a guy who's a year and a half into his football career um you know he's still learning on the job he's far from a uh, a finished product and I'm sure if we looked back to you know Brady in his second year and you know Brady even in his third year fourth year I'm sure there's been some sacks that he shouldn't have taken and so uh, you know I, I don't think that's a huge issue but it's definitely a, uh, an area where Mac Jones needs to clean things up a little bit all right, more calls uh, with Greg Bedard coming up. you got a couple open lines. You want to join us, 617-779-0985. It's the Patriots fall to the Minnesota Vikings 33-26 tonight, and their record now 6-5. and five. And all of a sudden, they're on the outside looking in in terms of the playoff picture. A long way to go. Your call's coming up on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports on Patriots Radio Network. Hey, it's Maz for Aaron's, and I'm here to talk to you about winter. Unfortunately, I know some of you Patriots fans aren't huge fans of the snow. I get that. I was the same way. Until I got my Aaron's Snowthrower, and they're not called the king of snow for nothing. Aaron's Snowthrowers are durable, reliable, and can handle whatever our harsh winters throw at us, a little like our Patriots. So take it from me. When you walk behind an Aaron's, you're walking in the path of greatness. Visit your independent Aaron's dealer and take on winter with the best. Aaron's, official snowthrower of the Patriots. Hey, this is Bob Sosi here to tell you that Idea Painting is your number one choice for residential and commercial concrete coating services. Their team of professionals use the latest materials and techniques to deliver beautiful results that will last. Coatings can be applied to garages, basements, patios, driveways, and even pool decks. All coatings take only one day to install. You can get back to using your space in just 24 hours. To learn more and to schedule your concrete coating installation, visit IdeaConcreteCoatings.com and receive $100 off installation when you tell them Bob Sosi sent you. Hi, I'm Bob Sosi. Win big game day prizes like tickets, exclusive experiences, Shaw's grocery gift cards, and more with Shaw's Supermarket and Pepsi. Simply scan the sweepstakes QR code at the Pepsi display in your local Shaw's and complete the entry form for your chance to win. Plus, score a free 2-liter Pepsi when you redeem two reward points with Shaw's for you. Not a Shaw's for you member? Well, sign up today to start earning rewards. Simply text JOIN to 46359 to download the Shaw's app and sign up. Shaw's is proud to be the official supermarket of the 98 Five, the Sports Hub Patriots postgame show. Meet my little bundle of joy. I'm not a baby. Not you. The savings we got with safety insurance by bundling home and auto coverage. Savings? How much? Enough to go shopping? Our independent agent already did. She explained which coverage would truly protect us and then shopped around to get us the best deal. So we saved a bundle on a bundle? Yep. Great. I'm going to go shopping now. Bye. Ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life storms. Matt D. Slater here. Have you been trying to quit drugs or alcohol on your own, but it's too overwhelming and you give up? It only takes three to five days to detox and hit the reset button. Call AdCare at 1-800-ALCOHOL or visit AdCare.com. Hey, it's Greg Bedard of BostonSportsJournal.com. This time last year, I was two months into my mission to lose 100 pounds with Awaken 180. Two months, already down 38 pounds, heading into Thanksgiving and the holidays. I put myself to the test, I put Awaken 180 to the test, and we both passed with flying colors. Looking back, I think it was the best time to start Awaken 180. 
instead of packing on more weight during the holidays, I lost another 25 pounds knowing the remainder would be a breeze. And it was. I knew then that any holiday, any vacation, any anything would be vital to keeping the weight off and Awaken 180 would help me do that. Here I am a year later, still down 100 pounds thanks to Awaken 180 support then and their free support now. If losing weight and better health is your goal, take my advice. Choose the solution for weight loss, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. For any of the eight locations or the at-home program, reserve your consultation at awaken180weightloss.com. Hey guys, now is the time to prepare for 2023 by putting money in your medical flex spend account to save big time on LASIK. Have money that you need to use by the end of the year? There's still time to get LASIK with Boston Vision. Get out of those foggy glasses and annoying contact lenses with LASIK and save by using tax-free dollars to pay for it. Also get $500 off with their Vision Like Me program. So go where the pros go to get LASIK. Check out bostonvision.com today and book your free evaluation with locations in Andover, Brookline, Medford, Wellesley, and Milford because your best vision is Boston Vision. The effects of climate change are real, so choosing the right energy source for your home is more important than ever. The heating oil industry is committed to reaching net zero carbon emissions with clean, renewable bioheat blended with home heating oil. Bioheat is already being used by homeowners across Massachusetts. It requires no modifications to your heating system. It's safe, affordable, and provides warmth and comfort during the coldest temperatures. And it's having an immediate impact helping our state meet its climate change goals. Learn more at MyBioHeat.com. Brought to you by the Massachusetts Energy Marketers Association. Felger and Mass, afternoons on the Sports Hub. Cousins takes the snap shoulder high. A loop up front picked up well. Throw down the middle. Intercepted by Jonathan Jones. He runs it back up the middle to the 40. Right to the 50. Oh, Outside 45. 40. Peppers with a block to the 30. To the 25. A cut to the far sideline. Shoved out of bounds by Cook. But I tell you, Chuck and Duck's going to give you one. And he did right there. So referring to Kirk Cousins as Chuck and Doug, and that was that one there. That interception by John Jones was a uh, Kirk Cousins special. Avidia Bank partnering with New England Safety Adrian Phillips for Be a Champion for Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club in Metro West to provide youth development, education, prevention, social, athletic, and recreation programs to at-risk children and teens. Avidia Bank donating $1,000 every defensive interception or turnover that Adrian and the defense make up to $30,000. Patriots forcing that one turnover today, so it's another $1,000 donated to the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West for a total of $17,000 so far this season. So as much as I sit here and knock Kirk Cousins, he's on the winning side today. The Vikings up and the Patriots 33-26. to Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal, or his final segment of the night. So they're now 6-5, and five, and it's going to be topsy-turvy here and wacky going to the end, it feels like, Greg, because now it's the Jets that move up to 7, and the Patriots are on the bubble at 8. How does this play out in your mind here going down the stretch? Yeah, this is kind of, um, you know, the worst case scenario. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, when we did the predicting the second half of the season for the Patriots, um, you know, if, at, at first I had this, um, I had this game, I had this game as a loss, but then, uh, but it was kind of swinging on how the Vikings played against the Cowboys. If the Vikings won that game, they were totally going to lay an egg tonight in the page, but they got whooped by the Cowboys, and that sort of changed things. But now, you know, you're looking at the Bills this week. That's a big game. And now, I mean, they really – the Patriots have no margin for error anymore. If, you know, they could stay in it, and they probably will to the final week. But Buffalo is going to have to play things out. Um, you know, you get Buffalo at home this week, so you'd like to win that game. And I do think the Bills – have shown some vulnerability, but now, you know, if you don't upset the Bills, now you have to go to Arizona and beat them. Yeah, that team's crumbling a bit, uh, but Kyler Murray is the type of guy who, against this team, could just is the type of quarterback that just kills them and could have won a game on his own. The Raiders seem like they're starting to get their act a little bit together, and they're getting a little healthier on defense, so, you know, you worry about McDaniels and his approach in that game, you know, and then you know, you're going to have to sweep those games and you're probably going to have to win out uh, at least the Bengals and the Dolphins, those two home games to finish the season before traveling to Buffalo. So uh, it's it's tough. It's going to be tight. Hey, Greg, I just want to ask you, uh, generally after Thanksgiving, the Patriots go on this swoon. Um, mm-hmm. It hasn't been good. Three years. Uh, it's a trend. I don't know if it started today, but... Um, Maybe is that a reason why Matthew Judon didn't play well? It happened last year, and 
just looking ahead, we just talked about the quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, if he's healthy, Derek Carr, Joe Barrow, Tua, and Josh again. Josh Allen again. Yep. Can, do you th- expect the swoon again this year? And and I and I I'm saying that by the secondary has played better. Uche had a big sack tonight. Mc, McMillan also played well. Like, is it set up to happen again this year? <laughs> Joe, I would love to give you an answer, and this is, you know, sort of why I was ticking off Felger, Felger the other day. Um, you know, even though he never gives an opinion on anything, and he gets <laughs> mad at me for not giving an opinion, but you know, I, I, I really don't know. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I know last year I didn't believe. Like, I didn't believe in the defense. Like, I even, you know, after I remember, you know, they waxed the Titans, the sort of replacement Titans, and everybody was going nuts, and they were top seed in the AFC, and. You know, I got rig- ripped for being negative Nancy where I was just like, no, I- I'm sorry, I still have questions about this team. Um, I- coming into this game, I felt better about this defense going into this game. But now, I mean, you can't help but rethink and and think about the past failures. And, you know, you look at Matthew Judon, is is he going to slow up again like he did last year? Um, you know, this is sort of when he did it a year ago. And so all those bad thoughts start to creep in and so I want to believe I think this defense is better and can rise up a bit more but you know we're going to find out because this is it started tonight and it's just going to keep lasting the last six weeks of the season when they go up against all these offenses no matter what you think about their team in general all these offenses can be a hand handful with with special players you know buffalo and you know you got Kyle, kyler murray and then the raiders you have Devonte parker and they might have waller back then and the bengals of course you know about them and the dolphins Tua owns the patriots i mean the defense is going to have to answer it uh or you know this season they're not going to the playoffs harry in michigan you're up here on the shaw's patriots post game show hey harry What's up, guys? All right. First of all, all right, this is getting ridiculous. So I'm a displaced Bostonian living here in Michigan. And let me tell you, these people here in Detroit, Michigan area, absolutely despise Matt Patricia. So when he came back to this team, you know how much I got laughed at? So why are we seeing Patricia every time? The offense does anything on the side. Well, he's just on the sideline clapping with that stupid pencil in his ear. He had no reaction to that face mask on Mac Jones, which was pretty obvious. So I, that's all I want to talk about because that's ridiculous. Thanks, Harry, and happy Thanksgiving. I, I, Go ahead. Bring, bring. I think I think Harry brings up you know a good point, and I think with you know each passing week, and you just look at uh, the critical failures. I mean, it's just it's funny how you know things swing in a game because you know i i don't look at my twitter account much during games just because people are completely off their rocker especially <laughs> yeah, right. on thanksgiving night um but you know it went from i saw some messages early about like you know they basically wanted me to like praise matt patricia and uh, you know i i'm sorry i'm not gonna praise it. all right so they had a good opening script okay they scored their first <laughs> touchdown in the first quarter of the season i mean let's just give them a reward for that i mean you know, he he did a good job, which is his job to do. I mean, it's not anything special um, early on, but I think the more evidence that we're getting with each passing week is in, you know, anybody can script a series or, you know, early downs and things like that. But how do you do in the red zone? How do you do later in the games? I mean, I think, you know, the the more evidence that we're getting is just, the Patriots are coming up woefully short there, and I don't know how you don't start with the coaching and the play calling and the approach, um, you know, considering all the evidence that we have now, um, you know, what is it now, uh, 10, 11 games into the season. Rusty in Chicago, next here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Greg Bedard, hey, Rusty. Hey, fellas. Uh, Greg, Big Jim, Jeopardy Joe, a lot of respect for all you guys. I could be in and out on special teams, but I'm fired up about a bunch of different topics. What do you think? Um, What's the main thing on your mind, Rusty? Go ahead. <sighs> Jesus. Well, Will, I mean, Jim, I got to tell you, so the special team, 
14 points on special teams, all right? Uh, the, the running into the kicker, right? There was a coach's decision at some point to put that player, Pierre Strong, in that position to be running in that scenario. It's a, it's a, it's a fourth and four. It's four yards, right? So you need to know that, quote-unquote, situation. That's a huge failure. Your whole purpose in the punt team is to allow the other team to give the ball back to you. That's a major issue. Then you give up a kick return for a touchdown. I mean, and, like, can you guys get an intern or somebody to tally up the amount of money and the amount of resources that Belichick has spent on special teams and, and help us quantify, like, what's really gone on here? Because it's a disaster. Like, it, like it, he, wanted, he wanted that blocked kick to be the reason they won tonight and it was it was it was an ego situational like like let's do it again kind of thing and they put this pierre strong in a bad situation because they said pierre go go block it go block it there's eight and a half minutes left this is our chance at winning the game on special teams instead of playing the game the way that it needs to be rusty thank you very much for the phone call happy thanksgiving rookie mistake fluke I I mean, listen, you can't you can't touch the punter, right? I mean, I I the, the caller might be right about him doing that, but uh, there's so many other things. Hey, Greg, just real quick, what you think? What you see on that kick return? Uh, the double score actually happens, and then the kick the the kick return for a touchdown. Did you see anything on there? Uh, or I mean, how does that happen on the double score I mean, and I, on that? Yeah, I I don't think I think Duggar put him. It put himself in a bad position and you know he might have been held um but at the least you know you gotta you gotta try to disengage and like you know at least put your arms up and fall to the ground like make it look you know you know make it look legitimate that you're getting held you know i just thought it was poor and i was that's another thing that just stunned me knowing how bad the viking special teams were so far this season and for them to give up that play then um it's just it was just it was unbelievable to me and i couldn't really believe what i was seeing because you know this is a bill belichick team and to give 7 points away like that in that close of a game uh just can't happen how do you like uh, what you how is your thanksgiving and how do you feel about a night game where just the patriots playing on thanksgiving in general yeah, my uh, my Thanksgiving was good. You know, I kind of froze on the Thanksgiving uh, questions with from Felger, but I mean, it just seems like I don't know. Every other year, I'm working on Thanksgiving in some sort of respect, so it's not like I just normally have a day off, uh, you know, to goof around. And you know, I can't wait till I'm done with my work, and then I can have a few drinks and and make it a real Thanksgiving. But you know, it's a nice, quiet Thanksgiving with you know family. You know, I didn't run the turkey trot, but the kids are doing turkey trot going to Thanksgiving Day football games. It's uh, it was all good. And them playing on this night, are you okay with that? Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, I I like I, I'm actually look forward to, to now. Like even though Thanksgiving's a pain in the butt, um, you know now I actually get to watch the rest of the league. You know this yeah. weekend and then and the next two Sundays, which you know b- between the bye week and then these next two Sundays because they play Thursday against Buffalo and then they'll have a mini bye like I like the setup um I, I don't mind getting it over with and sort of taking the hit um but you know it'll make for an interesting Buffalo week that's for sure all right we will talk to you after that game at the same crazy hours uh, next Thursday yeah uh sounds good and uh happy Thanksgiving to you guys and and uh all the listeners uh, appreciate y'all all right Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours as well. We'll talk to you next week or Tuesday on uh, Felgrim House. Big Boy Tuesday. All right. Uh, We'll try to squeeze in some more calls. You want to join us here. Still want to complain about the officials. Whatever is on your mind after tonight's frustrating loss for the Patriots on the road to Minnesota, 33-26. They fall to the Vikings, and their record now 6-5. 617-779-0985. We will return after the headlines uh, with Joe Murray here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show.